Welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive in which we take a deeper look at the message or topic of focus from the weekend. My name is Brad, and I'm joined today by Pastor Ben Powers, Mm -hmm. uh, who serves our adult ministries at our Mid-Rivers campus and Mm -hmm. preached at our Mid-Rivers campus uh, this weekend. Ben, how are you doing today, man? I am doing well. I wish baseball season was starting, but... uh, Hey, we're getting close. We are getting close. I mean, just last night, right? They were up... All night debating and okay, negotiating. I well, and I get tired of, of watching them debate and hearing it, so I didn't follow it. That you stuff, know, we missed basically an entire hot stove season because of this. Yeah, I know. We don't I even know, know where cert, like certain players are free agents. I know we can't we can't dream I, up anything. I think within a couple of days <laughs> of this uh, CBA being um, reached, we're gonna see like a hundred guys signed with teams. Oh, it's going to be, be awesome. a crazy, that'd be awesome. crazy spring training. Uh, anyway, this is a deep dive though, <laughs> not about Cardinals baseball. This is a deep dive. Um, we are looking at our relationship series. This is week, uh, set seven is no. Yeah. Is it seven? Yeah. This is okay. week seven Yeah. of, uh, wow. of, of an eight week series. And so yes, we only have one more is. week after this one. Uh, what we've been doing in this series is we've been looking at the life of Jacob as found in Genesis and, uh, it's a really interesting, I want to ask you about this, Ben, because it's an interesting exercise that uh, we are doing a, oftentimes when it comes to preaching, mm-hmm. you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do an expository sermon, uh-huh. um, which means you're going to take a passage of scripture and you're going to go verse by verse uh-huh. you're, and you're going to stay solely in the, in the passage. Uh, or are you going to do a topical message mm-hmm. where you take a topic and apply uh, biblical wisdom um, for it? And so I think both have their purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Calvary, we've in the past, I think, done a lot of topical uh-huh. um, series. And this year, at least for 2022, we're doing we're focusing more on exegetical or expository Mm -hmm. um, type series. However, with the caveat that (laughs) sometimes we try to do a hybrid and do both. Uh And that's what we're doing. That's what we've done in in Jacob. Yeah, it has. I it's because we've talked about it on our teaching team and I, and and I, that's been the struggle with this, um, with this series is you have this great text. um, Let's talk about this text, but yet we have a focus of parenting or, uh, marriage or so- something that we're putting into it, and it's there in the text, but um, you know, it's 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 hard to highlight those and then kind of you know not highlight other things as well. Yeah, we're so. trying to do both: a preach the text, preach the narrative. Yeah, um, and preaching a narrative is different than preaching like one of Paul's letters. Yeah, can you elaborate on that? How is preaching a yeah. narrative from the Old Testament different than like opening up Galatians, for instance, like what we did in the fall? Yeah, I mean Galatians um, is it, it it's facts. I mean it's truth. It's right there. So you take what is true and expand on it, um, apply it. The narrative though. It's um it's hard. I mean, it's difficult because you can go many different directions with it. Is my mic okay? Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, you can go many different directions with it, or like in this case for this sermon that I'm doing, I noticed I pulled out a lot of Jacob's uh, the focus on Jacob's parenting, um, and not so much the focus of maybe his his brothers and um, other things that were going on in the in the text that people are used to when they read the story. So yeah, it's fascinating. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because in we get to the second, you know, towards the end of Genesis and you look at the story of Joseph, a lot of times he becomes the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's his actions, it's his brother's actions towards him. And I, I think this is just a fascinating way to understand um, 
the richness of these biblical accounts and the biblical stories yeah. is we've been forced to look at this narrative through the eyes of Jacob mm-hmm. rather than Joseph, who right. normally, who I mean, the narrative really does focus, you know, it does turn and focus on him. And so, mm-hmm. no, I think that's helpful. I do think that when it comes to the letters of Paul, especially in the New Testament, we find things or we want to find things at least that are, you know, propositional true statements uh-huh. and take these very true statements and elaborate on them, just like you said, uh-huh. uh, develop kind of a system of theology. Yeah. Um, and, and that's all good. Yeah. And, but actually, and, this, and we'll come back to this whenever we hit Jude next in two weeks, we're yeah. going to be starting a series on Jude, that that might not even be a fully fair way of reading those letters because those letters still existed in a particular historical moment for yeah. a particular reason. They are meant to be understood as a, as a whole, not mm-hmm. just, you know, one verse here, one verse there. Um, but I do think that, that with the narrative, um, this is something that, that, that Dan and I were talking about last week. You, you don't focus on every little minute detail. Mm-hmm. Like the details matter, mm-hmm. but the overarching story mm-hmm. is the is the main thing. Right, right. So in this week, we, uh, we talk about parenting a mm-hmm. little bit. And um, before we get there though, and again, this is the, the struggle of having to do or trying to do a topical uh, series. So taking, you know, something that is very relevant um, topically and looking at a particular narrative in the Old Testament is not the entire narrative doesn't fit right, the topic. Right, right. So it feels like we skip things, <laughs> or, or you can't make it fit. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. We That's don't. Yeah, we don't want to make it fit. Right. That's we right. We that, don't want to yeah. try to force God's word to do something that it's not right. trying to do. Right? right. And yet we do think that it's informative and it, it mm-hmm. it's prescriptive for you know uh-huh. all areas of life. And so. Um, we last week we talked about Genesis thirty and thirty one, uh-huh. and this week we're in Genesis thirty seven. Okay, yeah. we so jumped. Uh, y- y- y'all can do math, right? <laughs> we we jumped. We've skipped uh-huh. five six chapters, um, five or six chapters right there. So what we want to do is um, maybe not as much of a deep dive on uh-huh. those chapters, but we want to fill in the gap a little bit between uh-huh. what we you know last saw, which was. Jacob preparing to leave, uh-huh. uh, to leave Laban's house, to uh-huh. go back to his um, family, to go back to Canaan, to uh-huh. go back to the place that ultimately mm-hmm. is connected to the promise mm-hmm. and the blessing that God gave Abraham in Genesis 12. Uh-huh. So he's preparing for that. And then in 37, you know, again, our topic is parenting. Uh-huh. And so in 37, we get mm-hmm. um, Joseph. Yeah. And so what yes. happens between... 31 and 37. It, it's, they wrestle. God God wrestles them. Yes. So you have uh, Jacob preparing to uh-huh. go back and be conf- or confronted by Esau. Uh-huh. So if, you, if you've been with us uh, for you know, the last month or two, you'll, you'll know that there was quite a bit of division between Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. Like Jacob stole Esau's birthright uh-huh. and blessing. Yeah. Uh, and then he just... Got out of town. Yeah. Right. He ran. Yeah. And he went to, you know, live with Laban. Um, while there, he got married. He had some kids. Uh-huh. He acquired some wealth for himself. Uh-huh. So he goes back and has, uh, he's he's preparing. He's even uh-huh. sending like all of his animals and his wealth uh-huh. and his family. Uh-huh. And like he his... is waiting. And then there's this experience where he wrestles with yeah. God or he yeah. wrestles with, what is it? The angel of the Lord. 
Yes, and um, yeah, and, and obviously commentators are going to say it's um, Jesus. It doesn't say it specifically, but a lot of commentators would say this is Okay, so let's Jesus, unpack that. So, so, so yeah. this is one of those stories that I remember growing up in Sunday school and uh-huh. knowing, okay, Jacob wrestled with God. Uh-huh. And they wrestled to basically like a, a stalemate, uh, uh-huh. you know, of, and Jacob just won't let go. Uh-huh. He's like, I won't let go until you bless me. Right. And, you know, God gets him in the hip and then he walks with a limp the rest of his life. Yeah. And like, that was the Sunday school story. Yeah. And I remember as a kid being like, wait, a man wrestled with God uh-huh. and who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what an arrogant, like, yeah. well, like what, so what is well, happening? Here? I mean, you, but, but if you see, if you see Jacob in his life, he is, he's constantly um, trying to grab a hold of things. So, and he's, his whole life is about himself. He comes out of the womb. He right? comes out like, of the womb. He's grabbing, grabbing Esau's ankle, ankle and he's not, he's not letting go. And then he um, steals the birthright. He steals the blessing. It's all about him. And um, this is a moment where, you know, we think what we think is that um, God's trying to wrestle something out of him. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that God's trying to connect him to himself. That it, really what, what Jacob is doing is it's all of his decisions are about what, about him, um, about what he can get. Well, finally, he's not letting go of God, and that's the difference that you, that we see in Jacob. Is um, it is he he? It's not it's not what it's not that you're grabbing a hold of something. It's what you're holding. It's mm-hmm. what you're grabbing. And for him, it's uh, I, I'm not letting I'm not letting go of God. And this is the first kind of like there's some change that's happening, and um, and there has to be because this has haunted him for his whole life. This thing with Esau, mm-hmm. and now he's coming back and he does not know what to do. Yeah, it's. I want to go pastoral here for a moment, and then I want to come back to this story because I do think that there is some discussion to be had about the the angel of the Lord and the mm-hmm. identity there. Um, how true is that it, in our lives when there is emotional distance between people who should be close? Uh-huh. Um, our desire, our impulse, is to is to run, yeah. is to flee, and yet. You can't flee from your story, right? Right. You can try to, but you you can't flee. You can't. At some point, you're gonna have to confront the thing, right? And I mean, I'm gonna pull in our sermon here a little bit to, for this because um, because Joseph it, it experienced the same thing where he's um, yeah, he's he's deceived by his brothers. He's left for dead. They they disown him. That pain is there, mm-hmm. and um, you do think. And with Jacob, you know, he obviously deceives his his brother, but time goes by. And I do think that there's something with time that's helpful where Mm -hmm. we'll say, Hey, forgive, forgive your enemy, forgive what's been done to you. Well, that uh, forgiveness is a process is a journey. It just doesn't happen overnight. And some, I think, I think God works within time. And I think God's worked in Jacob's life over this time. I think God worked in Joseph's life over this time to Mm -hmm. get them ready for Mm -hmm. a time of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And as we remember, Jacob is the inheritor. He mm-hmm. is the one who is going to carry the blessing of God, mm-hmm. the one through whom the the whole world is going to be blessed. Right. And so, and that blessing is tied to Canaan, uh-huh. right? Like any, anytime you look at the Old Testament, you look at these different covenants that God makes with people. Um, there's a particular person who is the covenantal head. Um, mm-hmm. He represents uh, another group of people. Um, in this case, Jacob will, will represent Israel uh-huh. um, will represent the entire, you know, the, the people of God. And he, there's some like, um, 
there's some requirements. There's some things that God says, responsibilities that God will take on. Um, and then there's responsi- There's mutual responsibilities that the, that the person, the covenantal head, mm-hmm. and then the people that he represents have to take on as well. Mm-hmm. And so God has um, told Abraham that he, you know, he entered into a covenant, he's going to bless him. And one of the blessings that comes, one of the things that God promises is, is land, uh-huh. right? It's, it's people, it's land, it's blessing, it's wealth, it's prosperity, it's all of these things, mm-hmm. ultimately, so that God's name would be known uh-huh. and would be, um, would be made great. And so Jacob is the one who carries this. And right. so for the for the movement of this story, he has to go back to the place that's yeah. connected to the blessing yeah. that God has ultimately given Abraham that yeah. now Jacob carries. And so oh. he has to go home. All that sounds great, uh, but uh, you have your brother who wants to kill you. You have your brother who <laughs> wants to kill you, your brother who you essentially stole from, uh-huh. a, a brother who you haven't talked to in years. You haven't seen him. You don't even know what is that. Yeah. reception going to be uh jacob is it the deceiver like man what's that going to be like yeah and so that's the yeah. scene in which that jacob um you know he sent again he sent all of his his servants and his wives and his kids and his animals he sends he sends and, them across the everything river. but himself yeah he wants to butter <laughs> them up he needs a little bit of space to prepare for what's going to happen uh-huh. and that's when he encounters the angel of the lord yeah. in, a, in a wrestling matchup so yeah. Angel of the Lord, Ben, uh-huh. um, this is something that's been like hotly debated it is. for a long time. Uh-huh. What, is this God? Because is this God? Is this Jesus? Is this just an angel? Is, yeah. Who? Who is the identity yeah, of this? Yeah, and we see this in the um, uh, Daniel and the lion's den too. It's like, who's down there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I... Th- the, I, the angel who's in the fiery furnace with, yeah. with um, you know, the three guys? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember their names. Yeah, yeah. Shadrach, Shadrach Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. Yes. And, uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think... Um, it's this character yeah. that, that pops up from time to time. Right, right, right. And commentators are, are you know, they all suggest that this is Jesus. It's his, And I think it's a beautiful expression of Jesus is is the son of God. He's both man, both, um, both God, but he is also eternal in the sense where part of the Trinity, he's involved in the Old Testament. And um, he's not a predominant... Figure. I mean, he's there at cre- you know for creation. Um, he's mentioned, but then also throughout these these times, um, he shows up. And uh, yeah, commentators just allude to that this is Jesus mm-hmm. himself. And yeah, God in human form. Like I, uh-huh. that's that's an important point for us to to pick, right? When we think of Jesus, a lot of, a lot of times we think of of you know, the, the, the paintings that are, you know, that hang in our grandparents' house. Right. (laughs) Uh Um, but we think of, Oh, Hey, Jesus was born. We celebrate that at Christmas. Uh He lived a life. Uh He died. He rose again. We celebrate that at Easter. Um, he ascended into heaven. We have kind of a category for that because Uh we believe that we will follow him in that, Uh um, that resurrection. Um, but I don't think we really have a category for what was Jesus up to before yeah, the incarnation, right? And and again, I I don't know if I would fully go to this is Jesus because I don't know, yeah, right. Um, but I do know that Jesus is just as preexistent as right. God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, right? And he did have certain responsibilities, as Colossians says, right? He emptied himself, right? Or uh-huh. that's Philippians. Um, but he did have um responsibilities before mm-hmm. the incarnation that mm-hmm. he put on hold, right? right? Um. 
I mean, I think it's a great pic- it's a great picture whether it, whether we can go there with this is Jesus or not. But we do see um, we see the Holy Spirit acti- active in the Old Testament and then after Jesus. And I think sometimes we look at the Trinity and we look at um, these uh, God and we think they're they're passive at some sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Jesus was passive in the Old Testament, but he's very active in the New mm-hmm. Testament. Now he's passive now. And I would say, well, this, I, you see God. Um, three persons are both active um, for eternity. And so I, I think it's, um, when I think about that, I think, well, that's great. That's who God is. But then I think about how that that those roles play in my life that I don't often really realize or, or know. Mm. I mean, Jesus is in heaven right now, interceding for me, interceding for you, interceding for us, and um, and is getting ready to come back. And so these aren't just passive roles within and sometimes right. our mind thinks that because you know we we can't maybe juggle all three of them well, and colossians time. talks about you know jesus like like in him by him through him for right. him all things were made and yeah. so there is an yeah. active role that jesus had in the creation process as well right um you know even john you know the prologue to john's gospel and, right in the beginning mm-hmm. was the word word mm-hmm. was, was with god the word was god uh-huh. uh first john a similar you know thing so i yeah I, uh, even the, the picture of Jesus that pops up in Revelation, right? Uh-huh. He's the first and the last. He's There's all these different descriptors uh, for him. So when we get these like glimpses into um, potential activity of Jesus in the Old Testament, uh-huh. uh, it should remind us in that space. Yeah. Um, also, I, I was just thinking too, uh, that even if, right, like Jacob, by the time he's done wrestling, is convinced that he is wrestling with God, uh-huh. right? At first, it's just a stranger who yeah. comes up to pick a fight. And I think that tells us a little bit about who Jacob was, that he's willing to just, you know, tussle with anyone who, come, yeah. you know, comes across. But by the by the end of this this fight, they wrestled all night. Uh-huh. He is convinced that that he has wrestled with God to the point of, yeah. of holding on and saying, I'm not going to let go until yeah. you bless me. Yeah. And something else that's, that pops up here in the text is um, the word for wrestle. I'm going to look at my notes so I don't, you know, butcher it. But the Hebrew... Uh, for the verb, you know, God wrestles is Yahabek, and Jacob's name is Yah um, Jacob, huh. right? So there's like huh. a, a similar like, um, and this is you see this in the Hebrew text a lot is these these words and these phrases that are closely related, uh-huh. um, and and the whole goal, uh, the goal of, of writing in this in that way is so that the hearer picks up on some cues um, to make connections that they wouldn't necessarily make, and yeah. so. The fact that God wrestles is so much part of Jacob's identity. Yeah. Um, I mean, his whole life, he's yeah. wrestling. Yeah. He wants more. Right. And I would say um, we all have to wrestle with God. I mean, we all have to come to that that moment of um, surrender. We all have to come to that moment of, I'm not going to let go of you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think that's a good it's a good picture for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, of our own. And here's one more. They were wrestling by the... The Jabbok River huh, huh. or Yabok. Yeah. So you have these three words that are all like uh-huh. they're trying to reinforce what's actually happening here. And what's the result? What's the result of this, Ben? What, yeah, what happens? I, I what, mean, what does a, God do? Yeah, he's he's surrendered. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a surrendered life. It's it's a life where I mean, Jacob's all about trying to get what he wants outside of God, and now he finally meets God, and he's not going to let go of God. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because God's God's promised him so much. But yeah, he keeps going around. You mm-hmm. know, his whole life was going around God, trying to get 
trying to get what he wanted and yet God was trying to give him something better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the result too is God ends up changing Jacob's name. Yes. So going from this identity of one who's wrestling with God Mm -hmm. to the name of Israel, Mm -hmm. which might, you know, most closely be translated or understood as he strives with God. Right. So there's this opposition to God and what God was doing. Uh And then there's this movement to he's walking with. Yeah. He was, he was uh, an opponent or, you know, and now he's on the same team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the, um, what's in a name, Ben? What, what's what's in a name here? Like well, we see this in the Bible, yeah. different different people they go through some sort of transformation, mm-hmm. or before their transformation they're given a new name and right. then they're called to live in that. Right. So yeah, what what's yeah? In a name I here? mean, I think it's identity. I mean, for us, we we don't do this in our culture. I mean, you know, we have our name, um, and it just is what it is. But yeah, and and especially in the Old Testament, I mean, you know, Abram is changed to Abraham, Sarai, Sarah. Um, those names are, are changed. We, we find name changes when God does something in somebody and their identity is changed. And so they're no longer um, just themselves, but they're a part of mm-hmm. God's family and they've had, um, they've had interaction. They've, had, they've engaged God in a way that's changed their life. Yeah. So. And well, when we see this all through you know, the Bible, that names matter. Mm-hmm. Na- I mean, names matter a whole yeah. lot, um, especially for the, for the Hebrew people. Um, there are meanings. So when yeah. somebody's named something, like that means something. Yeah, we, we don't, don't do that. We don't really do that. Some people do. I know um, JJ Bond, one of our, our former pastors. You know, he's real intentional with naming. He actually wanted to. Uh, he wanted to like. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. Yeah. He wanted to write a Bible. Like he wanted to. He wanted to edit a Bible or create a version of a Bible that uh-huh. had all of the names like in the margin with uh-huh. like their meanings and. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then somebody did it, and he was really mad because like he had pitched <laughs> it to somebody and. Um, but yeah, so you have you have Jacob who's given this name Israel. Uh-huh. Um, Israel now we obviously associate with the Old Testament people of God, uh-huh. which uh, as the Israelites who are reading this story because they come out of slavery, they you know they come out of Egypt, they're wrestling with hey what's our identity? Who are we? Uh-huh. They know well we're Israel. Yeah, where does this come from? And yeah. so God wants to interpret this for him. So through Moses writing this down, chronicling it for them, uh-huh. uh, they now have some definition there as to how mm-hmm. they even reached the identity that they now yeah that they now have so jacob meets esau and like he's scared and actually the exchange goes great uh-huh like he's like esau at least is saying that he's forgiving him <laughs> like they have this moment and then jacob still like has some trust issues and then like uh-huh. uh leaves again uh-huh. um, we see the deaths of uh rachel uh-huh. and of isaac mm-hmm. um there's some description of esau's descendants because this is going to be kind of the last time in scripture that that we're really going to see esau like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see commentary on him a little bit like in uh galatians and, and a couple other spots on his descendants mm-hmm. um but ultimately esau's descendants become enemies yeah. of of Israel they're both living yeah. in this land of Canaan yeah and they're they become the Amorites and yeah. the Hittites like yeah. all of these different ites yeah um that are in opposition to it, yeah the Israelites yeah it, it's it's an interesting story because you feel bad for Esau he didn't do anything wrong you know and it's Jacob who's the one who did something that's wrong and yet God blesses Jacob yeah, and and I think I mean God, I, I it is a it's just a picture of God's grace in a way, and a picture of God's sovereignty, in a yeah. way. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing, right? And and I don't know if we fully have time to get into this, but with with Esau and with and with Jacob, um, one of the one of the issues that I have when I come to this is I'm a you know I live it's 21st century uh-huh. I live in America uh-huh. uh, freedom right I've got my own personal freedoms uh-huh. like everything should be fair uh, work hard pull yourselves up by your bootstrap I can uh-huh. make my identity and form my own path and yet. Esau does everything right. Yeah. And he gets screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think there's an opportunity to both, we can dwell on that uh-huh. and be like, oh God, you're so unfair. unfair. Um, one of my professors in, in seminary often would say, um, if God is God, does God not have the right to, to govern this world how yeah. he seems best fit? Right. Which is a, a gripping question. Right. And then it turns into a character issue. Right. If God is good and just, right. do I trust him to do that? Yeah. And so anyway, the question, I, and again, yeah. I don't, we only got a couple minutes. So yeah. We don't have full time to get uh, into this, but like, yeah, God's sovereignty uh-huh. and human choice. Uh-huh. And yet we have to live in that tension. Right. And, and I think, I think this is a picture of, this isn't a, I don't think this is, this is a God's, characters in question i think he's trying to show us something mm-hmm. and he does this all the time i mean all the time it's the here's who deserves who deserves mm. something who's done the best at at you know whatever decisions in life well esau has i mean jacob clearly has not i mean yeah he, he's made some he's made some problems uh, he's made some problems in so many ways and yet god blesses him mm-hmm. and and we have to focus on that because it is our story. It's we're we don't have everything. We don't do everything. Um, we we have a nature of sin, but then we also sin as well. But God has blessed us, mm. and God has given us um, ability to understand who Jesus is, or he's 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 had favor on us. Um, none of mm. it we earned. Um, it was given to us, and that's what I see in in that story. That's how mm. I'm trying to reconcile, you know, the the unfairness with it. That's that's grace-based preaching right there, yeah. Ben. Yeah, um, yeah. The grace in this that because the reality is is Esau hasn't done everything right. Yeah, we have one version of this story. Right, we have the version right. that God is telling us and crafting through Scripture. Right, um, that is meant to explain how His people became blessed, mm-hmm. how His people became who they were, and ultimately that always comes back to being in relationship with God. Yeah. Also, judgment, hardship, struggle never has to be the end of the story. Right. Because with Jacob, what we're going to see is, you know, we don't really get much of his story after this moment. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to see him as a as a father figure, uh-huh. um, which obviously you shared on this weekend uh-huh. um, and his parenting. And then we're going to see him in need of rescue uh-huh. uh, much later in his life. We're going to see his his family bring his bones back to Canaan to be buried <laughs> where, you know, his... his um, you know, forefathers were. Uh-huh. And, and so anyway, there, there's just, yes, God is the hero of the story. Uh, yeah. God is the main character. Yeah. His grace is on displayed. And the way God does things is counterintuitive to the way we assume things should be done. Right. That's great. Yep. It's good. Cool. Well, thank you, Ben. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I know we didn't spend much time on parenting, but I wanted to make sure we hit those chapters in yep. between. Um, so thank you guys for checking out this episode of The mm-hmm. Deep Dive. I would encourage you, if you have any questions that you would like uh, to see different teaching pastors wrestle with in future episodes, please email podcast at calvary.church. 
Um, you can find this deep dive and other deep dives on our website, calvary.church resources and other um, resources and background information for this series, calvary.church relationship series. Hope you have a great week and we will catch you again next week. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.